Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. So I'm actually Glenn Hall, um, a.k.a. Little Glenn, a Lil Glenn, all the way from the Rebirth Brass Band, um, currently trumpet player in Rebirth. And honestly, I'm just excited to be a part of such a, a, a well-renowned um, band that has inspired me since I was um, young coming up, you know. You're born and raised in New Orleans? Yep, born and raised in New Orleans. Come from a musical family, actually. Um, some of my older cousins include the Andrews Clang, they call it here. But um, James Andrews, trombone short is one. Glenn David Andrews. Um, Revert Andrews, who actually played in Revert for a while. But yeah, heart, heart and soul come from a musical family. <laughs> when you go to New Orleans and you see second lines, you see funeral marches, you see people in the street, uh, I think Rebirth symbolizes for a lot of us, you know, the real sound of, of New Orleans. Um, how does it feel to sort of try to further that history uh, being uh, sort of a new representative of the band um honestly I, I think it feels more natural than anything because i think this kind of thing is embedded into our culture you know we're right. born in such a rich rich culture we learn everything about the generation and generations before us and then we say hey i mean i learned this stuff now i gotta keep it going Man, I love that sound. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to The Show on the Road. As always, I'm your humble audio spirit guide and host, Zach Lupiton. And uh, for the second week in a row, we get to dive into the legendary music of New Orleans. It was a true privilege to talk to one of the new leaders of the Rebirth Brass Band, Glenn Hall III. And guys, this band has been going since before I was born. Imagine, if you will, the year 1983 in the Treme neighborhood of New Orleans. That's where, at Joseph S. Clark Senior High School, Keith Frazier, Philip Tuba, Phil Frazier, his brother, and Kermit Ruffins got together and created a new brass band. Now, while brass bands have been part of the fabric of New Orleans since the Civil War, I'm really excited to present Rebirth Brass Band this weekend here in L.A. Because on October 15th, I get to present a brand new music festival. Yes, it's never happened. It's called the Paramount Ranch Sonic Boom. It's happening Saturday in the Santa Monica Mountains in Agora Hills. Yes, we have Rebirth Brass Band headlining with Dust Bowl Revival. Grammy winner Dom Flemons, a friend of the show, and the amazing bluegrass band Water Tower. We got a Cuban band, Yosmel Montejo y La Caliente, and the amazing Eagle Rock gospel singers. Every great music festival had its humble beginning, from Glastonbury to Newport Folk. Maybe we can start something special, but we need your help. 
simply head over to dustbowlrevival.com, click on the cool poster, and you can go to our festival this Saturday. Dust Bowl at the Boom is the promo code for $10 off. Music starts at high noon, and Dust Bowl closes it out at 7 p.m. There's going to be craft beer and wine. There's VIP tickets if you're feeling fancy. There's a a kid's craft area. There's going to be a lot of cool vendors, food trucks. And best of all, it looks like that heat wave has passed us by. The weather is going to be absolutely perfect up in those green hills. As always, thank you for listening to this show. You can help us out by sharing this show with your friends and family, leaving us a kind review on the iTunes page. And without further ado, here's Glenn Hall of Rebirth Brass Band. started playing pretty early right did you start marching in the street with folks like from a very early age yeah i actually started um playing trumpet at the age of six actually one of my older cousins glenn david andrews gave me my first horn at six he taught me some songs saint james infirmary and saints go marching in being two of one of those first songs i learned and then after that he would take me on gigs um Another older cousin, James Andrews, who's actually trombone shorty's older brother, who actually started him um, with music. Mm. And at a very early age, yeah, these guys are literally take me on gigs. And I mean, you just learn from that, you know, from those experiences. A lot of folks uh, maybe first heard you guys as some of the soundtrack to HBO's Treme, which was one of my favorites. And that feel like funking it up track which has become one of your signature songs right um you know it's on the soundtrack it's it's part of your set whenever i've seen you guys um it just has this sort of unbridled joy to it this sort of uh loose uh free sound um do you know where a song like that originated like who actually starts the seed of that song is it is it 20 30 years old at this point or longer yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the band has been around since 83. And I'm not sure if that was one of the first songs, but it definitely was a very, very early song um, that they created. Um, yeah, so that song is definitely 30 plus years old. Now, when a song like that um, is in your set, right, you have uh, this sort of vocal refrain and then you have the harmonized horns coming in. Do you guys mix up the arrangement at times or is it like this is how it goes and it is just like exactly like that through time? Yeah, well, I, I think in order to understand that, we have to understand life in New Orleans sometimes. So. Mm-hmm have you have the basics of life like the necessities and 
just the basic, the core. But there's so much other things that happen around that. And I'm talking about experiences, situations, right. whether good or bad. So I think that concept kind of relates to the music as well. We definitely improvise a lot around the core, but we all we all up there are very aware of like the form and sections and the part, but it, it might not sound like it. But <laughs> we're very aware of the structure of the song, but it's just so many nuances that is almost like we just related to life. Like there's so much things going on, but we know we gotta go to sleep, we gotta eat, <laughs> and celery, you know. <laughs> I remember talking to uh, the guys in the Hot 8 brass band years ago. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. Some very good friends of ours. Uh, I saw them at, I want to say Howlin' Wolf, um, the Wolf Den. Um, On a Sunday night? Yeah. And I had this thought, you know, in one of their breaks, I was like, when you guys are doing those city-long marching gigs, right? Uh-huh. Like, what if you have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> He's like, well, we don't have to. We just know exactly how long we're going to go. Like, we don't, we just don't need to. I'm like, but how? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there's definitely a lot of truth in that. But the thing is, if you really, 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 really have to go, uh-huh. I mean, the, the music is so um, collective right. that you can step out for a couple seconds and, Maybe yeah. go to a neighbor's or a friend, you know, somebody that we know in the neighborhood because most right. of these parades are, you know, parades within the neighborhoods that we grew up in. Right. So we pretty much know many, many people on the entire route. So if we really have to go, hey, I got to go use the bat, I'll just walk out and go use it really quick and yeah. come back and fit right back in. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're like, well, there's seven other trumpet players going. Exactly. Blast, so. <laughs> what is the song that you love playing most with this band right now um that might be a hard one that might be hard to say what do you guys usually kick off the set with i mean we it's it's crazy because we never have a set list we never know exactly what we're gonna play oh nice like never but we all we have we have an idea of things but we still technically don't really know what we're gonna play who shouts it out like who counts uh, it out? Well, the tuba player actually starts a good bit of the songs. Uh-huh. So the tuba player normally starts the song. So honestly, whatever he comes in with, we just play it as a band. But I will say this, um, as far as like the tradition of Rebirth, um, coming from Keith and Phil, the leaders of the band, their mom actually was an organist in mm-hmm. uh, a church down in New Orleans. And she would always like tell them, gotta play you gotta play like traditional and a Mm -hmm. gospel hymn the first song of your set you gotta play you know a gospel hymn to let them know where we come from so Mm -hmm. i will say that a lot of the time we do tend to start maybe with a gospel hymn or maybe even like a traditional jazz or traditional new orleans song right what's interesting is that some of your signature songs have become almost like hymns in a way right i i agree like do what you wanna is like you can't go to New Orleans. It's and almost not like hear a that. tradition, a New Orleans tradition, right? It's like the sound of the street, 
you know like i you, agree you i agree. go down to frenchman like that's gonna be playing by somebody yes <laughs> If only you got all the royalties from all the people covering it, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you guys have also, you know, been a part of some some interesting collaborations. Um, you know, I saw that you guys joined up with uh, John Fogarty and uh, the song Proud Mary that he does with Jennifer Hudson and Alan Toussaint. I mean, like, that's a pretty cool combination of, of like, all my favorite music in one place. <laughs> Yeah, right. Definitely, definitely. Um, I know our group, Dust Bowl Revival, pays a big homage to you guys. You know, a lot of folks thought we were kind of crazy uh, when we started over 10 years ago when we had like basically a, a, a folk harmony bluegrass band with a New Orleans brass section in the band, too. <laughs> Like, yeah, why, it's crazy. why would you do that? And they're like, because it's, I love both of those things, you know? Right. It's crazy because I, I actually got a chance to check out some of y'all's music. Oh, cool. And I was like, Wait, I thought I just heard like a folk song. Now I'm hearing like a yeah. like a legit funk song, and now I'm hearing like some rock and roll. Now I'm hearing like some, you know, some brat. Like I was like, God darn it, these guys are very, very versatile. I have to say, that. I'm just as confused as you are, <laughs> and I write the songs. But yeah, because I think I never wanted to have a band that just did one thing. I was like, well, that's not what I listen to. That's not what lights my fire you know i'm the same exact way zach i I gotta admit i'm just i'm into too many like i just love great music if it's i don't care if it's folk i don't care if it's rock and roll i don't care jazz if it's a great song and great music i'm probably gonna be inspired by it Many years ago, um, we actually opened for Rebirth in L.A. How long ago you say this was again? I want to say maybe over 10, maybe 10 years ago or like mm-hmm. eight, nine years ago at the Echoplex. Was this at the Echoplex? I was about to say, yeah. The yeah. And the thing I'll always remember about it, which was funny, is that your dressing room was down the hall from us. And then when you guys came out to go do your set, the like weed smoke was so thick <laughs> that it was like your own like fog machine special effects. Like it was like, <laughs> it was like you guys were like creating like an entrance and then you guys played for like, I want to say three hours without stopping. <laughs> yeah. Rebirth sets are pretty brutal, especially on some horn players. If you're not used to playing hard for a long period of time, it might take a big toll. on you. Like I was exhausted after our like, hour long set and i'm like wait how <laughs> they don't even take any breaks like they're just right. full speed what the fuck i agree <laughs> yeah it's like the endurance of the new orleans brass players is not even close like it's like a far and above everyone else yeah well we could thank people like louis armstrong you know back in the day literally 
playing on the streets of New Orleans inspiring us to do the same exact right. thing. And, you know, you're, you're parading for four hours in the street hard playing. Right. And I mean, there's not many breaks within that four hours. Yeah. So you're, you're probably going to build a lot, a lot of endurance, you know? Yeah. It's, a, it's interesting how the tuba is sort of the, the lead, um, heartbeat of the group. Right. Yeah. And I started listening to that track. Uh, we come to party from the 1997 record. Um, and again, it has that mob singing and then it's like the drums and the tuba just bam, 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 bam. And then the yeah. join in. it's like, everyone's kind of waiting for the tuba to lead you down the street. Yeah, definitely. That, that tube is definitely intricate part in this music. Yeah, like you say, he's definitely the leader. He starts those songs off, and then he kind of just points us in a direction that we need to go. And then the drums come in and build that foundation, and those chanting, those mob chants come from, you know, those gospel hymns, you know, in a sense, back in the day, you know, these you know, going back all the way to possibly slavery when these slaves were like chanting and calling mm -hmm. response all the way from Africa, you know? So all that is built, you know, within this music, I have to say. I mean, New Orleans has such a deep history, a lot of it pretty dark, you know, where music is coming out of um, a people that yearned desperately to be free and to be able to do their own traditions. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, when you go to the city as a tourist, as, as a visitor, it's like, you see people eating outside and having a good time and they're like, oh, there's a plaque of where they literally used to sell slaves, like right next to this cafe or right next right. to, you know, the preservation hall. It's like that was just part of the city's fabric, you know, um, New Orleans is its own world, you know, and, and you're coming to our festival in Southern California with the palm trees and the mountains, you know, <laughs> um, and it's really like you're ambassadors from this other place, you know, with this history. Yeah, I agree. I mean, honestly, in New Orleans, we just love to have fun. So if we can spread that energy and that those kinds of spirits within, I mean, it's just I, honestly, it's just a part of life. It's a part of our life. Right. <clears throat> there was a track that came out this year, actually, uh, New Orleans Girl. Uh, PJ Morton, Cheeky Black, you guys uh, from that Take Me to the River, New Orleans record. Um, and, I, and I love how, you know, this modern version of Rebirth has brought hip hop and a lot of R&B and, and different soul elements. Um, how do you guys integrate the sort of modern sounds into this more traditional brass band sound? Um, honestly, I mean, you you think about any, any band, honestly. I'm sure within, um, you know, your band, like there's guys 
that are into this, that are into that. And right. technically, in Rebrick, you know, we have some guys that are into a lot of jazz. We have some other guys that are into hip-hop and R&B. And we got some guys that are into, like, you know, soul and blues music. So, I mean, honestly, it's just a, a, a gumbo. We just tend to, oh, you like this here? Somebody might come and say, oh, yeah, let's try this here. Little hip-hop vibe or whatever it may be, you know. But, I mean, I, I think it's no different from... You know, being in a band with a group of people who are all in, you know, are into their own things, you know, and we just come together and just make it happen. Who uh, is going to be in the group coming to the Paramount Ranch Sonic Boom Fest this Saturday? Yeah, so we'll have actually the guy leading us now, uh, Mr. Keith Frazier, a.k.a. Shorty, who's actually um, Philip Frazier, the guy who started the band, his younger brother. Wow. Um, on bass drum, we'll have Clifton Smith on tuba with us. We'll have um, actually one of my older cousins, Janard Andrews, on the snare drum and some cymbals. Nice. Uh, and that'll take care of the rhythm section, you know, the bass drum, tube, and snare. And on the front row, we'll have um, a guy who's been in the band for possibly, definitely over 30 years, Mr. Stafford AG. Uh, we call him Freaky Pete. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be on the slide trombone and vocals. We'll have myself on trumpet. Um, Mr. Chadrick Honore, um, the other trumpet player, he'll be with us. Vincent Broussard, saxophone player, and the newest member of the band, uh, Mr. Caleb Winsey on slide trombone, who actually comes from a musical family as well. Yeah, isn't that amazing that a group that was, you know, that was started in 1983 still has right. like part <laughs> of that original family lineage going strong in 2022? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's pretty amazing, I have to admit. And you have guys like, obviously, Kermit Ruffins helped uh, start the band, obviously, Trombone Shorty. And, and and these people that have sort of branched out into their own successful careers. Um, actually, Shamar Allen played with us on our one New Orleans show. We only played once in New Orleans, believe it or not. Really? Uh, yeah, it was uh, it wasn't the greatest show, sadly. But, you know, we tried. <laughs> <laughs> and where, 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 where did y'all play? Do you remember where y'all played? I think it was actually at the Wolf Den. Um, oh, at the Wolf Den. Okay, yeah. It was like a Friday night. I was like, oh, this should be great. It was like a really weird weather freak weekend where it was like 40 degrees. It was like really cold. Like, uh, and yeah. like people were like, yeah, I'm not going outside. <laughs> I'm not going outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all have to come soon. Y'all have to come back soon. Definitely. I know, I know. It's 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 a, it's one of the hardest towns to break into from uh, an outside perspective, for sure. Because you have so many <laughs> great local bands. It's like how are you gonna, you know, like why do they need an LA group with you know, 
trumpet trombone. <laughs> That's like dime a dozen. You know, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think y'all will do fine in New Orleans. Y'all just have to just come. That's it. Just come more often. <sighs> yeah, there was one time where we played with trombone shorty at the Santa Monica pier years and years ago. Um, oh yeah. And uh, I remember our trombone player who's actually from Sweden. He's a big fan of, of, of Troy. And he was like starstruck. He was like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can go talk to him. Should I go talk to him? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. He's definitely one of the coolest guys I know. So I'm sure it wasn't a problem. And actually, if I'm not mistaken, we did, something um at the santa monica pier a couple years ago maybe 2015 did snapchat have some kind of festival there do you remember maybe yeah that sounds about right i think it was called like the twilight concerts or something like yeah, that. yeah 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 that's that's the thursday night thing they used to do i don't think they've done it since the pandemic sadly but that was the thing uh, we did with trombone shorty yeah oh yeah yeah so we yeah we we did that in 2015 actually revert did that in 2015 oh cool yeah. yeah, I think, you know, the thing that's interesting about the songs that are recorded by you guys, you know, you have a, a staple like Exactly Like You, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is a tune that was in country music. It's in like Western Swing. I know like Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a song that has sort of worked its way through jazz, through country, through pop, and... Uh, it's a beautiful thing that that you guys can kind of translate it through the brass and the and the tuba and the drums and you have instead of you know obviously the lyrics you have the horns singing it. Yeah, cool. it, it's 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 weird because a, that particular tradition is something that has that has been going on since guys like Louis Armstrong, you know. Right. Um, and I mean, honestly, we get it from guys like that, and we just kind of kept that kind of tradition going is it's crazy because there's another popular song in new orleans that a lot of us actually gets from um fats domino okay um, the song jambalaya on the bayou which is actually a country song right yeah and that's actually a very popular song within um new orleans music and i think we have to thank a guy like fats domino for that you know because he had a version of that and i think we kind of took it from Fats Domino and played um, tunes like that as well. Yeah, the reason why. I initially started uh, Dust Bowl Revival when I moved out to L.A. was I saw Del McCurry and his bluegrass band doing this tour with Preservation Hall Jazz Band. Really? Where the two bands, like, combined, like, get 20 people on stage, you know? Really? You got violins, you know, fiddles and, and mandolins and banjos, and then you have... Brass, right? The big old brass and, and the tuba and the drums. And it was like, wait, this is really natural somehow. Like it felt <laughs> totally cool. And then, you know, when we tried to do it, people were like, well, why would you, <laughs> why would you have a fiddle and a trombone in the same band? It makes no sense. <laughs> but like, again, I think it, the two, um, 
worlds were often listening to each other. And, and I remember uh, talking to Del McCurry one time and he said like, yeah, like Hank Williams would go to New Orleans for vacation. Like that was like his favorite music to go right. listen to, <laughs> you know. And then you have a lot of folks in Louisiana listening to the Grand Ole Opry, you know. Yeah, exactly. Who's some of your favorite uh, local bands in New Orleans that maybe people out here don't know about and that we should listen to? Um. Well, actually, if, if I'm being honest, Dumpster Funk, I'm sure everybody yeah. about Dumpster Funk, but Dumpster Funk is definitely one of my favorites. Um Obviously, my cousin Trombone showed in Orleans Avenue. Um, I actually lead my own band down in New Orleans called Lil Glenn and Back of Town. Okay. Uh, and I guess I'm a fan of my own music, right? <laughs> um, yeah, there's so many people down there. It's like you go down to Frenchman Street. Yeah, know? I mean, brass bands. I mean, there's like New Breed Brass Band, which my cousin Janot, who's in the band, he leads. Mm. Um, Big Six Brass Band is enough. Yeah, I mean... There's just so, 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 so much good music in New Orleans and everybody is just doing a lot of stuff, you know. What do you think has been your biggest like rock star moment, like the coolest show that you can think of that you played? <laughs> I mean, it, it it depends on what we're defining as cool because I can say, oh, well, we we played the encore with the Red Hot Chili Peppers for their show at the New Orleans um, Arena. Oh, yeah. The Smoothie King Arena. I mean, but that's also, that feels I like mean, a rock star moment. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and actually, Rebirth actually um, opened for the Grateful Dead at the Coliseum in oh, like weird. the late 90s, I think. Oh, man, it might have been the, the not the late, the late 80s or early 90s or something like that. Yeah. At the Coliseum in Oakland. Um, there's actually recordings of that exact show online um, oh, nice. now. But honestly, I mean, I we we play at um we well we used to play at a venue called the Maple Leaf down in New Orleans, right? And honestly, those shows felt just as much as a rock star show as the um, Smoothie King Arena show with the Chili Peppers, you know. So I mean, I mean, it's it's just beautiful and fun to play music for different kinds of people and people from all over, you know. Yeah, and you guys were at the Grammys. I mean, you guys won a Grammy in in 2012, but you guys, I think, opened the the ceremony, uh, the 54th Grammy Awards. I mean, I think you guys, again, uh, are the touchstone of that music, especially when Katrina, you know, wiped out the city. People almost rediscovered a lot of that culture by accident, you know? Yeah. It, well, it's, it's, weird. it's weird you mentioned the Grammys, because I... I wasn't quite in the band at that time because that I think that was 2012. Mm-hmm. But apparently the guys were actually on stage performing uh-huh. and they were like announcing like, you know, the winner for, I guess, category. Then the category that they were actually nominated for was being announced like right as they were playing. And it's like Rebirth Brass Band for Roots, whatever the cat. I can't really yeah. exactly remember what the category was. Um, but yeah, like the guys were actually on stage and playing, and they're getting announced that they won the Grammy. And they're like, "Wait, holy shit, we!" Yeah. Oh, they just said our name. We won the Grammy. Damn. 
Well, I guess you're already on stage. Just, just you know, walk across stage, nice and easy. Right. <laughs> just give your speech right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool, man. I think, uh, you know, again, Dust Bowl revival and me especially, we've been wanting to throw our own type of music festival in in LA since the beginnings. I think a lot of times you get, you know, these old timey folky festivals, and then you have the big pop or rock and roll festivals and nothing in between, you know? Yeah. And my favorite music brings together, uh, I think the folk tradition and the funk and, and brass band and, and rock and roll tradition. we got a Cuban band. We got, uh, you know, some really cool songwriters, um, Dom Flemons. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a Grammy winning uh, kind of folk blues historian, mm-hmm. guitar player played with the Carolina chocolate drops. And, um, you know, it's about kind of honoring the history, but also making something new, like something yeah. that hasn't been heard before. And that's what I think my hope is that we can do this festival every year and have you guys help us kick it off. Yeah, that, well, I, I have to admit, we're definitely looking forward to playing the fest, especially since, you know, you're explaining where the idea and the reason behind the festival. I mean, that makes us even more excited to be a part of it, you know? I mean, when people think that we have a big band with seven or eight, you guys actually have a real big band (laughs) (laughs) traveling across the country, you know? Right. (laughs) Like what happens if there's like crazy travel logistics with you guys? Like you doing what, at least like nine, 10 folks at a time, mostly? Well, actually there, there was a point when the band was traveling with nine members Mm -hmm. for, for the past probably 10, 10 years, maybe the band pretty much been eight members, pretty much been eight members. Yeah. Well, that's, that's reasonable. Yeah. I mean, it's still more on the, the bigger side of bands. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's not, it's not the smallest, but it is not the biggest, you know? <laughs> well, I think there's a lot of discussion right now about how expensive and tough it is to tour um, as an independent group, that's not like, you know, a big famous, uh, label funded project. Um, and you know, travel costs have almost tripled. It feels like pretty much since the pandemic, uh, has slowed a lot of the flights that we used to, you know, bank on, you know, we tried to fly to Atlanta a couple of weeks ago, usually about a hundred, 150 bucks one way. It was like tr- triple that. Yeah. And it's like insane, that's times right? seven people. It's like you can't uh it's hard to to know how to navigate, you know, touring. And we've been doing a lot of, you know, sort of weekend jumps because I have a an eight-month-old here, uh baby at home. So um, oh darn, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, she'll she'll be there. She's she's gonna be dancing to you guys. Um, but you know, do you guys um usually go on sort of small runs or do you guys go on longer runs still? Like how is the touring work with rebirth? Yeah. So we definitely go on a lot of um, smaller runs. I mean, technically we're probably on tour throughout the entire year, but it's broken up. So um, we used to have a residency gig at the Maple Leaf every Tuesday before COVID. And we picked up another one after COVID um, at a place called Zony Mesh. I think we might be resuming it in November. But we're normally in town, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we'll go out 
Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right. Sunday, go back home, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, go back out, Friday, Saturday, come back home. So we're normally in town during the week and we mainly travel on those weekends. Right. So we're actually able to, you know, play the gig back home and have a life back home, you know. <laughs> well, you know, maybe that's the the new way of doing things. You know, it's it's a little more uh I guess like good for your for your home life, but also uh it gives you a sense that you can have a life in both places because if you never tour it's like you never actually get to share your music with outside perspective yeah exactly exactly and i I think you know both has its pros and cons because i'm sure leaving out and going back in can get even more expensive than just being on tour for a long period of time but i mean you know i i um we're thankful for the the guys that handle our things you know shorty the leader of the band right Um, and he's just found a way to figure it out. And I never thought that when I started playing music, quote unquote, full time, that most of my job would be as a travel agent. That's what, <laughs> I, that's what I feel like I do mostly, you know, Southwest putting in those rapid rewards numbers, and PSA <laughs> pre numbers, numbers right. <laughs> trying to redeem your hotels.com credits, trying to right. make sure out. the, the right birthdays are on the reservation. So that TSA yeah. number can pop up. <laughs> Seeing that uh, if you have enough space on that LLC credit card, to book all this <laughs> stuff. At, Cause that's the hardest part is that you're booking all this travel and stuff months ahead of getting paid. That's the hardest yeah. thing logistically to figure out. Yeah, exactly. 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 All right. If you were to play a Rebirth Brass Band gig on the moon, just imagine, if you will, you guys are the first band to open up this awesome new music venue on the moon. Mm-hmm. Which song would you open with? <laughs> um. Possibly Lord, Lord, Lord. That's the first okay. song on the latest album. I love it. Right. And we will probably end with Feel Like Funkin' It Up, Casting Over, Do What You Want It. <laughs> Amen. Well, we're really looking forward to you being here, and uh, thanks for uh, jumping on the line with me. Oh, thank y'all for having us, Zach. Mm.
Big thanks to Glenn and Rebirth Brass Band for talking to me this Saturday in Agora Hills, the Paramount Ranch Sonic Boom. Yes, that is the Dust Bowl Revival's curated music festival, a very, very fun first music festival in Southern California. Uh, it starts at noon. Dust Bowl Revival, Rebirth Brass Band, Dom Flemons, Water Tower, Eagle Rock Gospel Singers, Yosmel Mantejo, and Abby Posner. Please check it out. And uh, there's going to be a lot of really fun food trucks, vendors, crafts for kids, and uh, the weather will be perfect. That's what I hear. This is the last chance to use our promo code, Dust Bowl at the Boom. Yes, Dust Bowl at the Boom for $10 off. If you hear us on the airwaves this week in L.A., well... You can thank our media partners, 89.3 KPCC LAist and 88.5 The SoCal Sound for spreading the word. And big love to Tiny Porch Concerts for making this happen. You can go to rebirthbrassband.com for their tour dates. Uh, They're going to be heading down south after they get home from L.A., uh, playing in Baton Rouge November 11th, in Houston November 19th, in Cincinnati on the 26th, and uh, back up in California Starline Social Club in Oakland, such a cool space, uh, Friday, December 2nd, and uh, also December 3rd in Oakland, so please check that out. As always, the show on the road is written, produced, and edited by yours truly, Zach Lupiton, and we are a part of the BGS Podcast Network. We have a lot of cool episodes coming up, my talk with Jim Lauderdale, also on Dara, and more. If you go to our Instagram, Show on the Road Podcast, or our YouTube channel, you can see exclusive video of me chatting with these amazing artists. Yes, our real faces in real time. And I know there's so many podcasts to listen to right now, uh, but if you could share this with a friend who loves new music, uh, I would appreciate it a lot. And please leave us a kind review. It would mean a lot as well. I'm going to sign off there. Stay safe, stay creative, and we'll see you on the trail.
Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born, to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.